0: Leaders in Worship podcast, episode 15. Well, thank you for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. I'm your host, Matt Perkins. I want to say thanks for listening And if you have questions or comments, we've been getting great feedback from people who are listening to the show. And if you have a question or a comment, you can email me at feedback at leadersinworship.com, or you can email me directly, Matt at LeadersinWorship.com. We would love to hear from you and hear how you are enjoying the podcast. If it is helping you in your ministry, we would love to know about it. We want to equip people. Well, we are less than a week away from the Consumed Worship Conference being held here at Faith Assembly in Orlando, Florida, where I serve as worship pastor. This is going to be an incredible worship conference. Excited to have my friend Ricardo Sanchez that is going to be with us. He's going to be sharing his testimony, talking about a book that they have released, and you can hear more about Ricardo. If you are not familiar with Ricardo, you can find out more about his ministry going back to episode number five. And so, if you go to leadersinworship.com slash 005, you can hear that interview with Ricardo that was done back in July. And also, Lester and Holly Rector. Lester was on our podcast talking about discipleship. He'll be sharing in uh, one of the breakouts sessions at the conference, and uh, he and his wife will be ministering a song as well. This is going to be an amazing time. Jared Anderson, we have Brad Zimmerman of churchmediadesign.tv. He's going to be talking in some of the breakout sessions of Being the Lone Ranger, the top 10 ways to survive as a one-man team. Uh, They're going to be talking about how to make that transition into digital audio with uh, several of our uh, worship arts team. Our media team will be a part of that. Also, Atlantic Professional Audio. Uh, I want to thank ClearTune Monitors. They are going to be here with us, and uh, you can check out all of these links in our show notes, and I encourage you to do that. These are great resources for your team. Well, today we are talking with Rory Nolan. Rory will be speaking at the conference, and he'll be speaking on Friday. Rory has a book that has really impacted our ministry. I think it's it's given me a lot of insight on how to deal with certain situations in the ministry with people, Um, deal with certain situations in myself, Uh, making sure that you check your motivations. Why are you doing certain things? Um, How are you uh, managing your relationships? And he talks about all of these things in the book, relationships, taking work, uh, being committed to the team, uh, handling criticism, jealousy and envy, managing your emotions, uh, spiritual disciplines of the artist. Wow, these are incredible topics, and if you're going through maybe a difficult time in dealing with some people that might be on your team, you've really come up against some, um, some different attitudes, and you've not been so sure as to how to manage those and how to deal with those, pick up the heart of the artist, and so Rory is going to be joining us on our podcast today so thankful for him doing that if you are interested you can still attend that consumed worship conference you can register here's what we're going to do if you go to uh, consumedconference.com and you go to register you can enter a promo code and that promo code is leader if you enter that that will take ten dollars off of your registration and you can still register, I encourage you to do so. This will be an investment in your ministry. It's really an investment in your church. Uh, Talk with your pastor, and if uh, you need to talk with them about being able to send you, this is an investment in your church, and you won't be the same. Uh, We have Jake Hamilton is going to be with us as well. Jared Anderson, man, I want you to be here. Well, at this time, we're going to go right in to our conversation with Rory Noland. Rory, I want to thank you for being on the Leaders in Worship podcast. And you know your book, The Heart of the Artist, you've written, uh, it's four books, correct? Yes. And um, the one that we've used, uh, we've used The Heart of the Artist. This has been a an incredible tool for us. We've been using using this actually as a a class on Sundays for our team Um, and then at our other campus uh, they have their kind of rehearsal sound check and then before service then they'll go through the book Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself and how this came about when you were writing this book
1: Okay. Uh, well first of all I'm thrilled to hear Matt that you're using it uh, so extensively with your team because uh, that's what I was hoping as kind of what I originally envisioned. And I also think that says a lot about you as a leader, you know, that you care enough about the spiritual lives of your people, um, you know, to build into them and uh, use the book as a tool. Uh, well, how the book came to be, um, I was, uh, you know, shepherding my own artists and at the same time uh, noticing some of my own struggles. Uh, you know, in my own, spirit, my own spiritual journey and um, started to just teach from God's Word some of the things that God was showing me and um, then I got invited to you know, speak at conferences and things and somebody kept, you know, uh, somebody would inevitably ask, is any of this stuff written down someplace or do you have any books you'd recommend? and I realized, no, I guess there isn't a whole lot written on the spiritual formation uh, for artists. And uh, so the things that I was sharing with my own artists and learning myself uh, are the, the things that I ended up putting in the book. The original title for the book, or the, the working title, was "Discipleship Manual for Artists," and it's it's a really boring title, but I think that kind of captures the the intent. Is that you know I was trying to give artists some tools uh, to grab onto as they struggle with this uh, wonderful temperament that God gave us, you know, this artistic <laughs> temperament, but also some of the unique challenges of being an artist. Yeah,
0: going through this, it seemed we initially went through this book. A friend of mine that is a worship pastor in South Florida had recommended this book, and he would said, man, you, you, have to, you have to go through this book. So we started actually with our, our worship arts staff, and we would have our weekly meeting, and then we just went around, and everybody had to share something, and um, and it was every chapter that we were going through. You know, I would usually start it off saying, "Okay, this is uh, this is the thing that hit me in the head today," and um, and so you know, it hits very straight on, but also in a way that it's not um, you're not tearing people down, but people are able to see maybe insecurities, maybe they're seeing things that haven't been dealt with or topics that um, really hasn't come up. And then they say, boy, I really need to work on this aspect in my life and in my heart. And so that has been invaluable when we start looking at that in in our teams. And if there are some worship leaders that, Maybe are struggling with maybe issues, attitudes, or feelings of entitlement in their team what What do you recommend for them to do
1: mm. well um, i I would recommend that uh, that they pick up the book or or actually any of my books because I, I deal with those kinds of issues and uh, um, you know i've done all the hard work uh, for them <laughs> as far as kind of putting <laughs> the material together and uh you know, just let God lead and, uh, you know, as they read the material and as they look up the scripture verses, uh, just open their hearts to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I, I just want to be the artist that you made me to be, you know, the, the man or the woman of God that you wanted me to be, the leader that you called me to be. And uh, so I just want to be open to you leading me and teaching me and you changing my heart and renewing my mind. And I think that's the kind of prayer that God delights in answering.
0: Yeah. This next week, you're going to be with us at the Consumed Worship Conference, and I want to say thank you. I am excited about you being a part. This was one of the things that our team, when we were talking about, um, who do we want to have in? What what do we want to say at this conference? and And really, this conference is about about the heart about building character about looking at the things in your life and ministry and being willing to address the difficult topics one of the uh, breakouts that i'm talking about is uh, lessons i learned from getting fired and uh so (laughs) it all goes back to communication you know if there's if there is healthy communication in teams if there's healthy communication in a staff maybe between a, a senior pastor and a worship pastor you can get through a lot of issues in a hurry and do yeah. it in a way that that builds up the church do you find that the worship ministry and that role in relationship between a senior leadership and the worship pastor, can either be one of the best relationships and healthiest for the church or can be one of the most divisive in a church. Do you find that to be true?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mentor a lot of uh, young worship leaders these days, and uh, we always uh, get into talking about the relationship between the worship leader and the pastor. Some of those relationships are healthy and great, and others are very challenging. Yeah, uh it's one of the most visible relationships in the entire church because yeah. you see it on display you know every service and uh every weekend and very often i can tell just sitting out in the congregation especially if, if i'm visiting a church i can tell just watching the dynamics between pastor and worship leader where yeah. that relationship is and it's 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 very fun sometimes and uh you know a lot of times um you know, I mentor a lot of uh, worship leaders whose pastors are Type A-driven personalities, you know, and you know leaders, and uh, they don't know what to do with this this person on their staff who's a worship leader who has this our more artsy kind of a uh, kind of temperament, you know. Yeah. And uh, boy, there's uh, there's the potential for us to really complement each other well. I mean, mm-hmm. I. I don't think it's any mistake that God put these two types of people together to lead the church, you know, to right. be, you know, to service. But figuring out how to work together can be a challenge and figuring out how to communicate with each other uh can be a challenge. But I I think it's a really good challenge for a lot of worship leaders to to grow through. I think
0: so many times the the worship pastor either they they get in a position where they're might be some strain on a relationship and then instantly they see that as well maybe this is God's sign that I'm supposed to move on and where if we if we start really digging into these relationships um, we can find that we can develop in our own self and I've shared it before in in previous podcasts but there are times when I wanted God to change my circumstance but he just wanted to change my heart
1: yeah absolutely it's it's, it's funny man cuz I I worked in in church, um, you know, ministry for over 30 years and worked with my fair share of, you know, type A personality (laughs) pastors. And, you know, I I had my resignation letter all written out on uh, several occasions. (laughs) But, you know, never felt uh, that God was giving me the green light to go ahead and to go with it. And I'm so glad I didn't because hanging in there, sticking it out, uh, that really matured me and taught me a lot. Uh, that, that's why I, I like the title of the breakout that you talk. You know what I learned. You know by getting fired. There's just so much you can learn when you hang in there and uh, and see it through. And you know wear your knees out. You know praying. and yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know continually bringing to God and saying, you know, how can I grow through this? And, and you know what is it that you're trying to tell me? Those are good things.
0: But well, when I came to Orlando. I'm a worship pastor here and have been here for almost six years in uh, in Orlando. I came from a staff relationship where I was on staff for 12 years in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and then also trying to find when you've been with a, a staff and a senior pastor for 12 years, then coming into a different relationship with a different dynamic, a different DNA in the church, Mm-hmm. And really trying to figure out where that is, where I fit into that role, and being willing to give it time of knowing that this is not this is not going to be a microwave thing. They're trying to accept us, and uh, the bigger the ship, the slower it turns. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. And so that that has been a really uh, a healthy thing for me to learn. That um, you know I've tried to change things fast, and I've tried to. Yeah. Look at it and say, I'm going to change it slow, and it's, it's worked out a whole lot better uh, for me and my stress level and uh, my family, and as, but as well as the church and the team. Just knowing and being around people that you say, you know, we want to build people. This is not just about putting out good music, uh, yeah. but we want to build people. And
1: Wise words, by the way.
0: Um, maybe give us just a snapshot of, of the other books that you've written.
1: Sure. Uh, The second book was called Thriving as an Artist in the Church, and I was really hoping to give artists uh, hope and encouragement, especially for those who have been involved in church work for any amount of time, uh, because those who have have been at it a while will realize very quickly that, as as we've been describing, it's not always uh, a piece of cake, and it can be challenging. I think it's difficult to be an artist. I think it's even more difficult to be an artist in the church. Yeah. And uh, so I deal with some issues that I think are very pertinent, again, to us as, you know, being artists in the church, like how to keep your passion alive, um, you know, some relational skills that every artist needs, um, you know, how, how to fall in love with your church and stay there. Um, and also, one of the features of that book that I really like is um, there I did, it, it, uh, there are eight color plates of um, eight of my favorite paintings, and I wrote little devotionals on each one. So if you don't like the words, the pictures are really cool in that book. <laughs> but the original working title of that book was How to Survive as an Artist in Church, but uh, the publisher thought that was a little negative, but I think it captured <laughs> the true intent. Uh, the third book is called The Worshiping Artist and uh, was trying to give uh, artists some tools to prepare our hearts spiritually for the awesome and really uh, very... Uh, highly responsible um, task of leading others in worship, and uh, worship today, as you know, is led predominantly by artists right if, Many of us are neither seminary graduates or bible college alumni, and yet we are called upon week after week to lead hundreds, sometimes thousands of people in worship and uh, so there's a certain amount of sp- spiritual preparation that needs to take place there, but um You know, many of us are pretty busy with so many other things, especially the average volunteer, you know, with family and job obligations. And so I was just trying to give uh, people some real practical tools on how to to prepare your heart. So the book is divided into three sections. The first one is uh, what it means to worship in spirit. And we talk about, you know, encountering the character of God and how his character shapes us. And how do you re- how, you know how do you respond to god's character? How do you respond to god's presence? Uh, the middle section is is talking about how to worship in truth, what it means to worship God in truth uh, the truth according to his word and um, this middle, this middle section i think believes the or, or um, uh, contains the the theology that I believe you'll need to have down pat if you're going to be leading others in worship yeah. And then the uh, third section is a fun little section uh, that talks about what we can learn from uh, other worship leaders, and uh, mm. so the whole section on the on the Levites and on Asaph, who was a really excellent songwriter. Yeah. Then the latest book is uh, you know an author is always most excited about their latest book, and uh, the latest one is called Worship on Earth as It Is in Heaven, and uh, it's the only book that is written not just for artists, not just for worship leaders, but it's written for uh... the average person in the pew as well hmm. and um, the subtitle is exploring worship as a spiritual discipline and uh, so i was trying to give again some very concrete advice on how to practice this thing called worship uh not just on sundays but you know even uh... even privately at home and uh... you know as a spiritual discipline I think worship is one of the most uh, the the most misunderstood of all the spiritual discipline. Mm. You know, we hear sermons about how to pray and uh, you know how to read God's word, but you don't hear too many uh, sermons about how to worship. And uh, when you go to most worship conferences, who 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 attends those? Well, it's most, you know, and yeah, think of the day when we have worship conferences, and the average person in the pew uh, attends. Uh, Because I I think we take it for granted, especially those of us who put together worship services, that everybody out there knows what to do. Yeah. And I'm not sure they do anymore. Right. Because we're in a very consumeristic, you know, spectator-driven culture. And um, people a lot of times come to church, you know, to be entertained or to kind of, you know, get something out of it and you know I, I you know i think you're always going to get something out of it yeah it's not the same as coming to church with the attitude that i'm going to come to offer god my best worship this morning there's a big difference there
0: that that's a real interesting point because we see in you know cultural trends in churches and um how everything is is changing um where it is very often a spectator type of setting. So when people come in, and so I think this this book will be phenomenal in really reaching people that, uh, boy, if they come and that's the only thing that they understand is you come, you know, and that's where you have your worship experience in coming to church. Uh, But if they don't get that at their type of church... Uh, whatever that is and we have people that are listening and a part of this podcast that are from various you know backgrounds denominations and different worship styles mm-hmm. uh, it becomes real vital for us to provide some tools and resources for the the person that is in the congregation how are how are they going to worship where are they going to learn because obviously if we have if we have gone to the trends and the the patterns that we see in churches, maybe more so in the U.S., I'm not sure if if that might be as much the case in, in different countries, but uh, what do we do to build up our people, to disciple our people
1: beyond
0: the Sunday morning experience?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, one of the most common questions I get from worship leaders these days, along with, you know, how do I get along with my pastor? <laughs> is also, you know, how do I get my people to engage? And I think there's a hint of frustration, you know, because we're all jazzed about worship. I mean, yeah. we're reading worship books, and we're subscribing to Worship Leader Magazine, and, you know, we're, um, we're, going, we're attending worship conferences. And so we're all jazzed about worship. And I think the quality of worship, as I travel these days, you know, the quality of musicianship keeps getting better and better. Uh, but... The amount of worship that's actually happening beyond the first couple rows, I mean sit in the back sometimes and I think you'll you'll see what I mean wow
0: that's yeah that right there is just an amazing statement right there the The quality of it has improved but um, but by what standards or by whose standards has worshipping improved
1: well yeah and and how do we get the participation up
0: yeah yeah now you are uh, also a a writer for Worship Leader magazine. And sure. uh, what other things do you have going on right now in uh, kind of in your life and what you're involved in?
1: Uh, all sorts of things. I, I love my life these days, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've developed a retreat that I take around and do for churches for their teams, uh, you know, based on a lot of my books. And um, I also do a fair amount of, you know, speaking at conferences. And so I do a fair amount of traveling. Uh, I lead worship for a ministry called the Transforming Center, which is uh a ministry uh, it's a retreat ministry in spiritual formation for uh leaders you know so we have uh, pastors and worship leaders actually from all over the world that come and see it's it's kind oh, of wow. fun so uh yeah i i um, it's it's very it's mu- very much an adventure these days. That's great. Well, we have
0: uh, contact information in our show notes and uh, people can, uh, can find out more information about you. And um, what is the website that, uh, if you want to just give the listeners a uh, quick background?
1: It's www.heartoftheartist.org.
0: Heartoftheartist.org. And yep. make sure that you check out the information that Rory has. Uh, check out these books. These are tools. If you're looking for tools to really take, your ministry to the next level and just develop you know you might want to develop obviously we all want to develop our people but if you want to develop and invest in yourself take a moment go to go to heartoftheartist.org and check out these books they're also available um, as ebooks as well you can download those i have hard copies i also have a copy on my ipad and uh, so i have notes marked in, uh, in the margins there on my iPad, and Rory, I uh, just want to say thank you for uh, what you are doing to just pour into the health of the church and the health of worship teams. Um, I'm excited to have you at the Consume Conference uh, this next week and uh, looking forward to that time, but thank you so much for being on our show today.
1: You are so welcome, Matt, and I'm looking forward to being with you next weekend. Sounds
0: great. God bless. God bless. Take care, man. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. You can find out all of the information, links to some of the people, artists, and guests that are going to be a part of the Consumed Worship Conference, and you'll find those in our show notes. Also want to remind you, if you enter the promo code LEADER, you'll save $10 off of your registration, and I encourage you... Register today. Make sure that you are a part of the Consumed Worship Conference. You can go to consumedconference.com and register right there, as well as find out more information. If you have a question or a comment, maybe some feedback, you can email us feedback at leadersandworship.com and we would love to hear from you. If you are listening by iTunes, uh, we encourage you to leave us a starred rating and a written review. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback, and also that helps as people are trying to search for us. That helps move us up in those search rankings, and so I would appreciate you taking the time. Also, Stitcher Radio. If you listen to Stitcher Smart Radio, you can find us on there, and you can just type in Leaders in Worship, and our podcast will come up. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. And we hope that you have an incredible week of ministry. God bless.